0: The latest college football playoff rankings are out. TCU got what it deserved, but leave it to the dopes of the SPN to try to trash this league once again. I'm Pete Mundo. Heartland College. Sports.com is how you find us. So I appreciate you being here. Hope you will, uh, of course, join us on the uh, podcast and leave us that rating, review, and subscribe, of course. Just leave that rating and review. I'll get you a free heartland college sports koozie when you do that all right let's get to the rankings and then we gotta just take a oh gosh i we'll take care of espn here in a few minutes so the playoff rankings come out on a tuesday night georgia won ohio state two michigan three and then tcu at four pretty ho-hum obviously that's how it should have played out uh nothing to see here nothing all that shocking The Ohio State-Michigan thing is going to take care of itself. TCU is sitting there at 10-0 in the number four spot. I have no issue with that whatsoever. I'm not going to sit here and argue for three. I'm fine with four, and uh, the rest of the season will play out, and we will have a much clearer answer on where things go from here. But look around the rest of college football. Tennessee is five. LSU is six. USC is seven. Alabama 8, Clemson 9, and then Utah comes in at number 10. For the Big 12, K-State was 15, and Oklahoma State was 22. They're back in the top 25. Meantime, Texas dropped out of the top 25. So I'm going to start here. First off, uh, clearly the committee values the Big 12 enough where Kansas State is the highest highest ranked three-loss team in the country. The only other three lost teams in the country are Notre Dame and Florida State, and then Oklahoma State, Oregon State, and NC State. So uh, that's pretty good if you want to take that perspective. And then Oklahoma State, who barely gets by Iowa State, who's sitting at the bottom of the Big 12 rankings, jumps back into the top 25. That tells you a little something. I mean, how often is it where a team that isn't ranked jumps back into the top 25 after beating – a team near the bottom of their division and not exactly in impressive fashion, which is what last Saturday was when Oklahoma State got by Iowa State. So all that is true. But with that being said, ESPN could not help itself the following day on Wednesday. ESPN could not contain and some of its biggest personalities could not contain Not even their Big 12 hatred, just their lack of knowledge. Take a listen to this clip. This was uh, Stephen A. Smith. My three-year-old has watched and could comprehend and know more about Big 12 football than Stephen A. Smith. Christopher Mad Dog Russo. And then Paul Feinbaum. Between the three of these guys. We'd be lucky if they've watched a total of three minutes of college of Big 12 football, and that probably only happened as they were channel surfing, trying to find an SEC or a Big 10 game. These guys haven't watched Big 10 football this season. I guarantee it. There is no doubt in my mind. These guys have not watched an ounce of Big 12 football. I'm I'm dead serious when I say this. My 3-year-old and my 18-month-old. Have each consumed more Big 12 football than Paul Feinbaum, Stephen A. Smith, and Christopher Mad Dog Russo combined on ESPN. But that didn't stop them. Take a listen to this absolute ignorance from these guys on uh, First Take on Wednesday morning talking TCU, Big 12, and playoff rankings. Are you insinuating that a TCU goes undefeated, they don't deserve to be in the NCAA I'm Final just, Four. I'm saying, I'm yes just, saying I I'm not, it's hard because I, I, I love the kids, and I don't want to be unfair to the kids, okay? But I got to tell you, that damn schedule, I find very non-impressive. I do. I, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, these teams they haven't looked the same to me, Paul. Has the Big 12 been the Big 12 that you come to know and love? All right, stop, stop, stop right there. By the way, Stephen A. Smith, please never say, I love the kids. Please never say that again, Stephen A. Smith, you creep. My good, I love the kids. Uh, please, are you trying to end up in prison with lines like that? Come on, you sound ridiculous. Number two, the schedule. The schedule, the You sc- schedule doesn't impress me. Oklahoma, Texas, they're down. I Okay, please. You're telling me, first off, if Texas or OU had uh, the same resume as TCU, they'd be poo-pooing the schedule, number one. Number two, Texas is down. Texas was just in the top 25. TCU beat them. And by those standards, Texas has been down for 15 years. My goodness, the ignorance is just unbelievable. The ignorance is truly unbelievable from these people. But leave it to Stephen A. Smith. Leave it to these guys who literally do not know what they are talking about, who have not watched an ounce of Big 12 football, to come out with these absolutely absurd statements. And that's what they are, completely absurd. Let's continue with this and hear from uh, the rest of this conversation, Paul Feinbaum continuing this bizarre conversation on ESPN let's roll it no well, first of all, dog you know you, you're so far off it it's Thanks. embarrassing okay uh, what? um because the big twelve the big twelve 12- it really doesn't have, I mean, it's, this is not the old Big 12, dog. I mean, this is the TCU Big 12. And, and TCU uh, analytics looked this up the other day. If you, if you put TCU against the top 10, top 12 in the country on a neutral site, they're, they're not underdog against every team. Now, that doesn't mean very much uh, on the field, but it, that's where we play, have the playoffs. It's on neutral sites, and I think TCU would get blown away, uh, blown off the, off the field against Georgia, against Tennessee, against Alabama, LSU, Michigan, Ohio State. They, they don't belong in there. There's the rest of that moronic conversation uh, between Stephen A. Smith, Christopher Maddog, Russo, and uh, Paul Feinbaum. I, I just, you know, I hate to ruin this guy's conversations with uh, facts, but I'm going to do it here for you on the show. So if you look at strength of schedule, TCU has the strongest strength of schedule of the top four teams. TCU's strength of schedule is 38. Michigan's is 82. Ohio State 60. Georgia 44. How about strength of record? TCU has the number one strength of record in the entire country. Georgia's two. Ohio State is four. Michigan is five. And Tennessee is three. TCU is number one. I'm reading this from the ESPN.com website. Number one. In strength of record. Tell me what more you'd like than that. It's like they put these guys on air, and I understand, you know, I used to, for those of you that don't know, I now do news talk in Kansas City at KCMO Talk Radio every morning. I started my career doing sports talk. And I understand if you're just a generic sports talk host, knowing everything about what's happening in the NFL, Major League Baseball, the NBA is a lot. College sports, I get it. It's a lot. But to have a conversation about TCU and the Big 12 and the college football playoff, which is a fairly niche conversation to have, and literally make those absurd statements without any facts to back them up. Well, OU and Texas are down, so the Big 12 must not be that good is moronic. The advanced analytics continue to show that the SEC and the Big 12 are, you know, neck and neck in terms of just quality of conference. There's no easy game in the Big 12. There isn't. When the easiest game in the Big 12 is going to Morgantown or Ames, Iowa, uh, you know that that is a very difficult conference. With Kansas out of the basement... This league has completely changed. Round Robin, 10 teams, top to bottom, deepest league in America. Those are facts. And I've got actual facts to back up the facts. Unlike these guys. A- a- TCU really is the only team uh, over the last 10 years that gets talked about like this that actually continues to potentially be in, in uh you know conversation for a college football playoff. We know what happened in 2014 and how that season ended you beat Iowa State 55 to 3 in the last week of the regular season and you dropped from three to six you think that would have happened to OU or Texas no chance no chance in hell that would have happened to OU or Texas it happened to TCU and I don't want to say this I don't want this to be true but TCU is going to Baylor this weekend They got Iowa State to close out the season, then a Big 12 championship game. I'm Telling you right now, TCU has got to finish 13-0. I used to think that they could be a one-loss Big 12 champ, and frankly, I still think a one-loss Big 12 champ is worthy of being in because of how good this league is this year. But it's not going to happen. TCU will not make the college football playoff with one loss. There's no room for error. There's no margin for error for TCU. There has been in past years for Oklahoma, Oklahoma's lost games, obviously, and been in multiple college football playoffs with one loss. There is not for TCU. There will be no grace for TCU. And when the amount of grace that you get is determined by the name on the front of your chest, that's a problem. The sport is broken from that perspective. The playoff is flawed. And any person with a functioning brain that wants to be honest about this for five seconds understands that. That's how bad this is. When the name on the front of your jersey has anything to do with your chances of winning a national title, this system is broken. And when the media can influence that system as strongly as they can, and ESPN is paying for that system, they are paying for the college football playoff. And then they can have the people that they pay influence who they believe should be in the college football playoff in terms of who would generate the biggest television ratings. That's a problem. And let's be honest, if ESPN wants its television ratings, they want they don't want TCU in. They want USC. they want LSU, they want Tennessee. They don't want TCU. And everybody understands that, and everybody knows that. And that's a damn shame, because I think based on what we've seen from TCU, let's say and they beat Georgia, Georgia would probably be a big favorite. But guess what? Look at what Georgia's done to basically everybody. Look at what they did to Tennessee a couple of weeks ago. Mississippi State, Florida. The notion of, oh, well, TCU would get crushed by Georgia. Yeah, maybe. So has everybody else in the country. Outside of, of all teams, Missouri on the road, who almost knocked them off. I mean, you know, they've done it to everybody. So if we're going to play that game, then nobody should be the number four seed. If we're going to play the game on, well, if you're a big underdog against Georgia at a neutral site, uh, why even bother? Then fine. Let's just stop playing the games then. How about that? But man, oh man, this thing, this had me worked up. Pete Mundo, com is of course how you find us, how you listen to us and how you join us. Woof! I haven't been that worked up in a while. Hey, can you leave me a five-star rating and review on the show, by the way? How's that sound? Give me a little love. I gave you I gave you one of the all-time great rants on this show. So if that's worthy of five stars, please hit five-star on iTunes and take 30 seconds out and leave a uh, review as well, and then we'll get you a free Heartland College Sports Koozie. It is a... Uh, Great way to get a free koozie. Only way to get that koozie. And it's my way of saying thank you. Then just email me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. So appreciate you guys being here and joining me as a part of the show today. So um, it looks like Will Howard's going to be the guy. Will Howard is going to be the guy against West Virginia this weekend. He will likely burn the red shirt. You know, he can play up the four games and still red shirt for the year. Will Howard has played in three. That red shirt is going to be burnt because it looks like Adrian Martinez is going to be out for a period of time. Case uh, did not say how long, but he's going to be out for a period of time. It, listen, I, 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 you have to do it. First off, I think Will Howard makes this team better. I think Will Howard's ability to get the ball downfield makes this team better. He's completed 53 passes on the season. Nine of them have been for touchdowns. He's completing 63% of his passes, nine touchdowns, one interception, also rushing for a score. Like, I know that Martinez is out with the injury, but even if he wasn't, I'd start Will Howard at this point. I mean, K-State is right in the thick of the Big 12 title hunt. Uh, they have a very good chance to have a rematch against TCU for a Big 12 title. They have a one-game lead on k Oklahoma State, Texas and Baylor, they're all four and three in league play. K State's five and two. Uh, I roll Will Howard no matter what. if he gets the win this weekend, how do you put him on the bench for the final game of the season against Kansas? You can't do that because then you win and you're in. K State beats Kansas. they win the next two weeks. they are in the big 12 title. They are taking on uh TCU for that big 12 championship. You're gonna sit will Howard? To save a red shirt? For what? You're playing for a Big 12 title. That's the whole point of the sport. So, um, I feel bad for Adrian Martinez. I don't want anybody to be hurt. But I will say, just from the pure standpoint of what this means in terms of K-State's chances, I think it actually helps them. I think that K-State fans should be excited about the prospect of having Will Howard on the field in Morgantown on Saturday and going ahead with this guy and seeing if, you know, you can punch that ticket to the Big 12 championship game and who knows, pull off the upset, spoil TCU's chances of playing for a college football playoff, and who knows where it all goes from there. Uh, These are absolutely fascinating times. Fascinating times. So that's one of the big things I'm keeping an eye on as we uh, move forward. Uh, Talked to you the other day about Shane Lyons. He's out at West Virginia, and I feel like we're just kind of sitting here now on the edge of our seat and wondering, twiddling our thumbs and seeing where it goes from here. They're going to hire an AD, and that's probably then the end of Neil Brown for the Mountaineers. But nothing is official, and who knows? If Neil Brown wins his last two games of the season, he gets to a bowl game? Maybe you think twice. I'd be surprised, but I'm just saying it's not impossible. It's not impossible. Pete Mundo, heartlandcollegesports.com is, of course, how you join us. Thank you, as always, for being here, for being a part of the show. Uh, We are out of time. We'll talk to you next week. Same time, same place. Hit that five-star rating, review, subscribe. So appreciate you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.